Hey guys, welcome back to Contest Prep University. I'm Joe Klimzeski with Adam Atkinson. We're in episode three in The Truth About Reverse Dieting, and we're going to talk about how to do this. So uh, I hope we've impressed upon you the fact that there should be some intentionality to this. You should have a game plan. And I'm going to divide this up into those people who may already be before the contest bringing their calories up, but then also the people who are just diving into the show, working hard, and then coming out of it. Um, let me, let me actually pitch it to you first, Adam, and then I'll, I'll kind of tell you some of the things I do, but, but with your broad swath of client populations, you already mentioned that you're typically giving them this game plan before, like win, lose, or draw after the contest, here's what we are going to do. What are those steps that you like to provide ahead of time? Yeah. So typically, um, you know, I'll be sending out show day plan for Saturday's show, Wednesday or Thursday. Um, so I typically give them their macros. It'll be, um, a, well, they've been peaking. So a lot of times it's at least even to their high day, if not even higher. And uh, we're usually pulling back cardio. So all of this goes into the, you know, total input output of calories, right? So, you know, not only should we talk about food, we should talk about activity, um, I even like to have my clients pull back their training sometimes. To, um, so that is something I list four times a week or maybe five times a week on training. It just depends on do they have another show. But since we're talking reverse dieting, you know, it really um, will say that this comes down to relaxing quite a bit. And if they were doing an hour cardio a day before peak week, maybe we're down to 30 a day, um, maybe four times a week. So, you know, we modulate pretty much everything to kind of reverse the direction that we were going. I think Lane's the person who uh, coined that term when we were calling it metabolic building back in the day. But um, I can see why people like the catchiness of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, I, I've had contentions about just the the grammatical nuance of that in that, you know, reverse dieting depends how you define diets. If it's just reducing calories, then yeah, you're reversing that, but reversing dieting, you know, dieting also means to reduce body mass. So is your goal to increase body fats? I think that's kind of the opposite of our goal for reverse dieting. I want to mitigate body fat. So, um, it's, it's, to me, it's still just a climb back to normal. And, And I think that's why I think it was Eric Helms and 3DMJ started calling it a recovery process because you are recovering, you know, your, your normal post diet metabolic processes. So, you know, I, I also will tell people, okay, let's, let's remember the pressures you're under. So let's plan what you're going to do. Let's physically decide, are you going to go to a restaurant? Are you celebrating with family? Are you going to go somewhere that evening? Are you going to go somewhere the next day? You know, if, if you just go to dinner and then the next day breakfast and lunch, and again, you can do a lot of damage as we described in a couple of days. So let's really map that out. And, and I think one of the most physiologically appropriate things to do is, is start a, a approaching food volume as a different variable than, than quality. So I, I will try to tell people, look, let's, let's not dive right into sugar. Like don't go eating you know, four fudge brownie Sundays after the show, just because you haven't had sugar in six months, you know, maybe go have a burger and fries, have a steak, have something, maybe plan to share a dessert with a loved one or something. But let's really quantify this because once you open that floodgate to some of those sensations and cravings that will happen just because of what's hitting your palate, 
Uh, it, you, you can lose any sense of control that you thought you had even planned for. So we've got to plan for the unexpected. Absolutely. A lot of people don't realize, you know, the reason I love that you said that, that, you know, those temptations come to eat a lot. Um, it's because you've been in a perpetual state of starvation and your body is going to tell you to eat and get away from that state. So you'll, you'll eat more than you ever thought you could if you allow yourself to. And you can get yourself sick. I mean, I will, I will tell you, um, just this week, we had a couple birthdays in our family. And so we knew like, we're going to go out and celebrate this particular night. And, and I was planning, like, I'm going to, I'm going to at this restaurant have this or that, like I, I know the options. And so I intentionally replaced my lunch with a really light snack and I skipped an afternoon snack because I, I want to physically be empty and I want to enjoy this meal. And then I could go and, and have this meal I had planned. And, and that's the kind of foresight I think we need. I'm not in a calorie deficit per se, and it wasn't that dangerous to me. But still, with that responsibility of just forethought, I, I think is incredibly important for people coming out of the prep. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, we're going to start talking about different approaches to this that may be different than what what Adam and I have discussed, and some of the controversies. So stay with us, and we'll see you next time in Contest Prep University.